You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. Today's podcast was inspired by one of Marty's latest articles, George Costanza, Neuroplasticity Guru. Any, Any Seinfeld fan will have seen the opposite episode, where George discovers that every choice he's made in life has been wrong and declares from that point on that he will do the opposite of what he is thinking. So recently, as winter changed to spring, Marty pondered how he could reshuffle his transformative template to jolt himself out of stagnation. While pondering his possibilities, Marty caught the Steinfeld episode, the opposite. He says it hit him like a Zen thunderbolt (laughs) in which he... in which he knew at that very moment he would rip a page out of George's playbook and do the opposite of what he was thinking. He would dramatically change his training in a way that he never had before. Now, Marty, neuroplasticity, to put it simply, is a term that refers to the brain's ability to change and adapt as a result of experience. So there there are many ways we could do that, especially through exercise, resistance training. So why don't you riff on that a little bit well uh again i had a very very smart friend of mine once tell me that all of life's riddles can be solved within the 180 episodes of seinfeld yep that's probably true if you if you know how to look uh so i don't know I, you know we have wacky weather up here in the mountains so the the winter was really hanging on we have some really good spring days and all of a sudden snow. (laughs) So I couldn't get any traction and I got driven in one day and I was sitting in front of the TV and I pulled up Seinfeld. So out of the 180, I happened to pull up the uh, opposite episode and I'm watching it. And it was just like, you know, um, my opposites are not opposite enough. Right. They're two so, sort of similar. in the same lane, sort of in the same lane, yeah. just, a wi- just a wider lane, right? Just a yeah. wider lane. Mm-hmm. Minor changes are really no changes at all, are there? Yeah. Nope. You know, so you got, so, and so I was looking at myself and going, well, you know, um, what do I do? What can I do the opposite of? And one thing that I do and known and, you know, made my bones and, I'm an OG on is power training. So I said, well, you know, what's the complete opposite of that? And I said, well, I could use a bunch of machines. <laughs> right. And um, so that's what I did. Um, I went to the YMCA. We have a lovely YMCA out here in rural America, clean, well kept, lightly used. Um, equipment's okay. You know what I mean, Jim? I mean, it's not. I mean, well, they got like a, a couple of jeans yeah. or something. Yeah, no, that's good. It's, it's a good little place, but the equipment yeah. that, that they pick nowadays is right. just so overbuilt. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Well, yeah, time. I've seen pictures. You've, you've, yeah. you've posted pictures or something. It's actually pretty nice. I mean, it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice facility that nobody that nobody uses. Well, and it, because you're from back in the day, you think that mm-hmm. everything over one inch diameter tubing is, is overkill, right? <laughs> well, it, well, it, well, it is. 
<laughs> uh, anyway, all right. So getting so getting back to this. So um, I use compound multi joint movements, squats, benches, deadlifts, overhead presses, power cleans. What else? Power snatch, uh, deadlifts of all different heights and types and kinds. But machines, no, I don't use machines. Yeah, but Marty, that was out of necessity too, right? With the uh, nerve in your tricep, right? Yeah, now that's an interesting thing. In, in la- first part of last year, JP, I started experiencing, I guess what I would call muscle flame out. <laughs> like, like the left rear head yeah. of my tricep was flabby, right? I mean, it's just like, if, and I'd try to, it wouldn't hurt or anything. I didn't injure, but I just couldn't, when I'd flex it, it really didn't want to flex. I don't and, understand and the, how that happened, though. Why, why do you think that well, would happen okay, well, wait, using well, free weights? Well, well, let me let me finish. I don't think it's in my right uh, inner teardrop on my thigh. Could I mean, I could flex it, but there was not really flexing, you know? And what it was, was that minor muscles, because I use these big blowing movements, like let's take a bench press, okay? Yeah. Well, guess, guess what, JP? The, left my left rear tricep the back portion of it figured out that you know what when this guy does his benches we don't have to contract yeah we'll just be like a sucker fish on a shark we'll just get a free ride because you know what all those other umpteen muscles are making this thing happen and your other arm too so yeah well also i'm 72 years old and this kind of stuff happens (laughs) right but for a person who doesn't do any training, I think they're having flame outs all over their body, but they just don't know it. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense because if, if you break down the way we bench, you know, our elbows are in, so we're using a lot of that outer tricep. Uh, but you're right. Sometimes, you know, we need more emphasis on the, uh, the inner tricep through maybe a machine or something like that to isolate it. Exactly. And the same on the spot, my right, teardrop figured out hey you know what we don't have to contract while he's doing these squats this is great yeah. you know what i mean that's what the muscles think and it's like we get a free ride but do you think i because hadn't it's... noticed i hadn't really noticed until it was like hey you know i'm like i don't like posing fear or stuff so i don't see this stuff but then it was like one time i was like that, that's not flexing so what do i do like jimmy you know what i do i go get tricep push downs with all different handles yeah right and i start using leg extensions which i hate and i think is an inferior exercise and and while you're while you're doing those leg extensions put that mind right into that muscle that you're trying to develop and slow motion on the ocean even steven continuous tension i haven't haven't done leg extensions in years that's what tore my meniscus (laughs) It did. Yeah. Too heavy, too I, partial. I do the I limited range of motion. So I don't do the where your my heels are underneath me. That makes was, my knees feel like somebody's gonna sh- somebody I shot was blast I, I was blasting out the stack like uh Tom Platt's yeah. moving the machine uh, across the the, yeah. the the floor like a caterpillar. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> train, it's you know, I love Tom Platt's man, but his training is crazy. That's why he got hurt all the time, man. Yeah. Oh, and also, again, let's get back to, to real world. 
you know, we're not competing at the Olympia. We're just trying to keep our muscles from flaming out, right? Yeah, but I think that's the best way, the way you guys yeah. are doing, the way we're talking about. I think even yeah. to get, even if you're 25 and trying to do your sh a show, I think it's still the best way to, to do the mind muscle and slow eccentric yeah. reps and squeezing it up. I, I would, that's Charles last stuff, you know. I would combine it. I would, you know, I'd do the explosive Kirk style power movements and then I'd back no it question. up with back it up with that stuff. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm leading with it. But again, again, getting back to the neuroplasticity or the Costanza yeah. as the plasticity guru, it's just do the well, doing the opposite is not going from barbell back squat to barbell front squat. Right. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was. I thought that's radical, man. Mm -hmm. Totally different effect. Totally different effect. And mm -hmm. truly, it is a totally different effect, right? Yeah. But like, would you say, Jim, the show was in the same lane? Yeah, it's just a wider lane. Yeah, it's just a yeah. wider lane, but in the same lane. Yeah. 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 And that's not what we're talking about. What we're, we're talking about, about is how do you going do the other way? Truly the opposite. Right. And we right. and we talk about the contrast when you when you want to change uh, when you want to change your routine and you really want to change up uh, the results and you know start getting that pump back again and start getting stronger and, and bring your uh, your progress back. It's got to be like you're saying now, not just a slight change, you know, a different a shifting of the bar or whatever. It's got to be opposite it's got to be a uh you know a radical totally a radical, radical contrast radical yes radical. And, Love that and, and what this does talking about neuroplasticity this helps rewire the brain and um it, it um you know just yeah. uh it it, it, <laughs> it fires off new circuitry and rewires and you know you're they've they've shown in studies that when you're constantly changing like this, you keep certain parts of the brain healthy and they actually grow larger than people that are uh, doing the same thing over and over and over again. And especially as we get older, we want to keep that the brain plastic. We want to keep changing and keep it yeah. fresh and keep it exercise the brain just like we That's do our bodies. And keeping the brain guessing, you know, and, you know, yeah. totally radical. It's a it's a perfect way to describe it you know it's like uh you know i did that 300 swings last week so i didn't go to the gym oh, oh wait 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 tell us about that tell us what, what did no, you it's, do well i was when we did uh our friend from tyson's corner and he came on was it ken right yeah mm -hmm. he came on and he started talking about kettlebells and i was like i sort of miss them damn kettlebells ah, and so, uh, that's cool that's cool yeah so we had a couple nice days out i mean it was in the 50s and i just took the kettlebell outside and i did what, 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 how big a one? Uh, the first day I did it with the 60, 32 kilogram. The second day I did That's it with the seven, Okay. So um, put it in America, put it in American. What's that poundage wise? The, I think the first one's like 70, but uh, the rest of the week I did the 54 pounder. All right. So what'd you do with the 70? It's the same thing I did all week. I did 300 swings in sets of, I think the first day I did sets of 20, the second day I did sets of 30, and then the rest of the week I did sets of 30. And so what I do is I take uh, the kettlebell out, out into the yard and I do 30 swings and then I'd get the bumper, throw it for Rebel. He'd, and while he went to got, get it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bumper, bumper. 
bumper. bumper oh, well, well, it imitates a bird. And so Rebel, ah, Rebel okay. my, my Black Lab Rebel and I went out in the, into the backyard, which is pretty big. And I would do my swings and then I'd throw the, his bumper for him. So he was getting his workout in. What was and your I, heart rate during all this? Oh, dude. It was, you know, it was, it was high and I was sweating and it was cold out. And I was sweating, but uh, the grip, the pump, I was, I went in and looked in the mirror, man, I had veins all in my forearms. Yeah. <laughs> you're holding that kettlebell, man, that's the best grip exercise. Those oh, yeah. swings, it is fantastic. Right. Now I do a little bit of a similar, a different kind of swing just uh, where Pavel and uh, McGill, when they talk about it, they bring it way above their, like up to the chest level, but that's where you get the spine problems. So I've just, bring it up to like belly button level, but it's still pretty effective. So I did that for a week. So that's a radical change in my programming. Yeah. And on Sunday, I went back to the gym and it was cool. Yeah. I was yeah. hungry, hungry to see everybody and get back to the gym, you know? Yeah. Well, what, hap what happens as you <clears throat> age is um, humans are creatures of habit. Right. So they start moving in smaller and smaller concentric circles in terms of your, unless you fight against it, in terms of your activity, in terms of your pursuits, in terms of your passions, in terms of what you do. And if you're not careful, you end up in such a small concentric circle that you, you know, sit in front of your television all day, right? And don't do anything. Figure anything out, yeah. And yeah. that is the opposite. That's the opposite of neuroplasticity, which is now, you know what? Uh, we're going to take up polka dancing and skydiving. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, <clears throat> really, that's a real big uh, challenge. And, you know, you wrote me that email one time years ago, and we were talking something about sort of like this or life in general. And you said what you attempt to do is roll from one artistic endeavor to the next. Right. Uh, that's what I, yeah, that's what yeah, I do. And, and, but each of those is a different challenge. So playing the piano and, you know, yeah. um, going out. Marty, roll through it. Yeah. Roll through it. What, what is your day? What is your day? Well, I, I usually get up at uh, four or 4.30 without an alarm clock. I don't need a damn alarm clock. I don't have an alarm clock or a watch. Uh, I write. I hit the floor rolling. I have my creative writing session is usually from 4.30 to 7.30 when it starts getting light. Mm -hmm. uh, then, uh, okay, I'll take you to, through my latest neuroplasticity that I did uh, yesterday. So yesterday was a great day. So good weather, perfect. Good writing session. Got up, cranked out 1,500 words, which is a good amount for a three-hour session. Yeah. Bang, got up, uh, went to the farm, which is like a quarter mile away. Uh, I did sprints, which was great because I had injured my Achilles tendon back in October. Yeah, and all of a sudden I'm 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 healed, but I'm cautious. Mm -hmm. So I took it out. And I've got a I've got a pathway, uh, Jim. You should see this thing. It's it's covered in wood chips. It's like running on a cloud. Beautiful. Yeah. Right. So it's no impact. It's like, not like running the worst. I do not and will not run on hard surfaces. Never. Okay. I'm so grateful. And yeah, man, it was so great because, but, and I'm only doing five all out runs. Right. Because that's all I'm in shape for. I'm just starting this thing. I work up to eight. 
And I can do that maybe twice a week because speed is like power training. You can't do it every day. You have to have, you have to be fresh, right? How, how long is each sprint? Oh, I, it's, uh, I probably go about 80 yards, but I, I easy. Damn, but I, well, no, but I mean, I don't go all out 80 yards. I like first gear for the first uh-huh. 20 yards. How's everything yeah, yeah. feeling? Good, good. Okay, okay. Let's kick it up. Uh, second gear for the second 20 yards. How am I feeling? Everything feels good. Let's go. Okay, yeah. let's go to third gear. Okay, now I'm up to 80%. Now's the decision. Okay, how are we doing? Feel good. I still got room. All right, let's go. Yeah. bang all out 100 as fast as i can go as fast as i can go i cannot move my body another and then i shut down and you know like, starting starting like you know, when, jimmy i go jimmy i go thank god nothing blew apart <laughs> i made it through i made it's it through. Kidding. but it's and great it's when, when you're starting back. It is, jim it is the most exhilarating thing i do yeah. late in life it is yeah, that's that sounds so great and and to be able to still run man yeah you know? But, you know, the, it's great starting a program, you know, because you've been hurt and it's great starting it over because you do so few. But in your head, you walk off and you go, next time I'm doing six, you know, because yeah. you know how to do oh, I'm it. So gr- and I'm so grateful. Yeah, I'm so grateful I'm back in the game. I didn't know in October. I said, well, right. that could be it for my sprinting career. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You know, it was a bad one. I was limping around. It was not good. I didn't have the surgery, but it was, it, you know, and, and I call up like, smart guys like uh dr ryan chow and you go oh yeah that's not good <laughs> yeah yeah well it's good you didn't tear it though because that would have been it. oh that would have been yeah that would have been bad so anyway so i i go to go to the woods and i sprint and again five all out sprints i do a little running to get to the section i do a little running to get back it takes 25 minutes okay so then i drive to the y which is another quarter mile i go in and what did I do? Oh, today I found I have found a Smith machine yeah. that I can squat all the way down to the bottom. I have a spotter because wow. I have the right, and yeah. I squat like I squat like a machine anyway, right? At this point in my career, so yep. and I'm looking at Kirk. Kirk's back training with us. The guy only does two rep sets, right? So I go like, well, that's all I'm going to do. If it's good enough for Kirk. It's good enough for me. And you know what? That's a hell of a change for me. I'm on a Smith machine doing two rep sets. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And. Yeah, I that's a radical allow, change. That's a radical change, right? And I only allow myself one lift a session. That's the hardest part. Oh, I want to keep going, man. Right. No. That's it. That's your radical change. You get one lift, buddy. Mm-hmm. So you go to the Y, just do a, a couple of sets of uh, Smith machine and you're out. It takes about four sets, four, maybe five sets to get up to that top double. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and I'll tell you, man, I barely complete that second rep. I mean, it's 100%, right? It's like, no way I get three. Yeah. So I'm done, now, right? Now, now, did you have to sauna and, and whirlpool oh, after that? Yep. Let me finish. So you got the run <laughs> thing going first, right? Now... I pick a bot. Now I would not, I would not squat on a day where I ran first. I, I have certain days. I have, I think, two days a week where I don't do any running. So I'd squat on those days, right? Yeah, yeah. A- any day I run, I would do like a bench, you know, upper body, or or lat pull downs, or yeah. you know, something with the upper body or the or the torso. 
uh, not with the legs. I do legs on, like I go down to dance. I don't do any running on that day. So when I go down to dance, I can do leg stuff. Yeah. So, all right, but getting back. So, so um, I start with my run. I went to the Y. Let's say I would do some, uh, I, I completely exhaust something to do with the chest. They have all different kinds of chest machines, right, Jim? Some are good, some are bad, you know, some are, but it's all about contraction and control, a yeah. frozen pathway. You're right. Yeah. 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 So I try to get as complete a range of motion as possible. Let pull downs, cable throws. I'm with that. I know how to do those, right? Uh, tricep push downs, great. Uh, what else? All these push machines and pull machines. So I do those one, but I'll only do one, like I'll only do tricep push downs or I'll only do chest, right? Or I'll right. only do shoulders. That's it. Then I go to sauna. I'm sorry, to steam. <clears throat> and that thing cranks up. Uh, I take it as long as I can stand it, which maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes. It's like, we walk out of there, you're like weak in the knees. It is hot. Yeah, the only thing missing. That's so good. That, That's so good. And there's nobody there. There's nobody there. You know, yeah. I'm there. I'm in this steam room by myself. It's fantastic. Of course, I How go. How long early. you stand there? How long do you stand there? I can maybe make ten minutes, man. I mean, this is brutal. This yeah. is um, the only thing missing in the steam room is the Russian mob and somebody beating you with a birch branch, right? Sure. Yeah, the big leaves. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What is the temperature in there? Any idea? They got uh, it's scalding. Oh, it's scalding, man. It's 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 hot enough to boil a lobster, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> so you walk out of there, and then I go and I walk in and I get into an Olympic sized pool that nobody's in at 7 a.m. <laughs> right. And I put up, I can't, and this was, this was the most science. So what is the most Costanza thing you could do? Gallagher. And I went swim. So yeah. you haven't, you haven't even been in the water in 40 years other than a shower. And that's wow. So did, did you sink? It. Did you stink? Oh, like a rock. I can't swim for <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like a bowling. I'm like a bowling ball. Yeah, I got fins. Was there a lifeguard on duty? Yeah. Yeah. She was hot, hot, wasn't she? Yeah. But, hot lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just disinterested and sleepy at 7 right. a.m. But with fins, I can harness my leg power and I'm I can drown proof myself if I stay on my back. So good for you. So good for you. Man. So I got my goggles. I got my little goggles. I got my ear. Also, the earpieces are great. That keeps the thing out of my ears. And now I can do rotations and I'm ground proof on my back. And I think uh, now I'm up to I'm up to 30 minutes um, steady in the pool. Not There's no loafing. But you know what I found out? This is the most latest. Well, a couple in a a um, couple of revelations about the pool. Number one, like when I get 20 minutes in and I've gone pretty hard for 20 minutes, the last 10 minutes, I'll do like, I'll turn it into a flotation tank, Jim, where yeah. I just get on my back. I'm tired because <laughs> I've ran, I've lifted, I've swam, and now I'm on my back in a pool and no one cares. And I just like piddle paddle for two laps. It might take 10 minutes. And I'm just I'm, I'm just doing the flotation technique. I'm looking at the rafters yeah. and the ceiling, staying in well, a that's straight your line. Down. That's and I your go cool. and yeah. I yeah, it is. And I have and I have and I 
I try to do entire laps with no thought, right? And anytime that you, I, I feel a thought coming to the surface of my conscious mind, I paddle a little harder, right? So that takes my E from my brain down to my feet. It's so interesting you're talking about this because I was listening to a podcast with Dr. Andy Galpin the other day, and he's cutting edge in everything lifting and nutrition. And he said, if you're not doing something like you just described, or after you're lifting and putting your feet up on the wall and just relaxing and letting your whole body, you know, calm down, then you're not going to recover and you're not going to make the gains that you could make. He said, it's so imperative, you know, that uh, if you don't do it, you're really making inroads into your progress. It, Jim, is it, is it both physical and uh, mental relaxation? Yeah, because but it's... I mean, you're getting your, you're getting your heart rate down again. You're, yeah. you're you know, you're the, the exciting part of where everything is pushing as hard as it can needs to be reset is basically what he was saying. I guess I kind of do that on my way back home from the gym. You know, I got like a 15 or 20 minute drive. Yeah. You know, you decompress, you decompress, decompress. You, and you, it you so ponder. Much yeah. You're, it's enforced idleness. But I think yeah. it's actually better if you don't have to pay attention to anything and you have to right. drive. You're paying attention. Even though you don't think you are, you're paying attention to a lot of different things. I think it's yeah. more like, let's let your mind go blank. You know, let's try. I think so too. I don't but, have time but for wait, that. But, but, but wait, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not finished. Go ahead. Right. But so wait, I've more. done. So I, yeah, there. What? What? Wait. There's more. So we've we've done the run in the woods at dawn. Oh, today I spooked a deer. <laughs> right. Yeah. So cool. Right. And a little fawn. Uh, yeah, so cool. after the run, then we go to the Y. Then we lift. One lift. Then we steam intensely, then we get in the pool, and at first we use the pool as an as a exercise. I am trying to go as, as hard as I can. I'm trying side strokes, I'm trying yeah. different things, I'm trying, you know what I mean? I'm trying to learn swimming, right? Because I have it all to myself. It's like the first time in my life I've had access to a pool and not 58 other people around, right? Yeah. So, Playing Marco yeah. Polo. <laughs> yeah, right. stupid shit and embarrassing me because I'm embarrassed to be in the water. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> there's nothing. I don't belong in the water. Uh, so after I finish the swim, I, I get out and I walk into the sauna. Right. And now I sit in the sauna. So you're going back in. You're going back. Yeah, no, this is yeah. the sauna, not oh, the different steam than the steam. Got it. Now got I've it. got the heat going, right? I'm soaked and I'm wet, right? From the pool and I'm cold. Now I go into the sauna and I sit in the sauna like in a Zen posture yeah. with no thought because I've been just come off the flotation tank thing. And I strip down and I sit in that sauna. Now that's going up to 200. 15 degrees and now I'm breaking a sweat the other direction so I sit in there for 20 minutes then I go take a nice cold shower I towel off I put my clothes on I'm in an I'm in an exercise induced acid trip right nirvana nirvana I come home I come home I, I get a Perillo power shake with raw milk and you know John's delicious protein powder and I fall down on the futon and go into a, you know a narcoleptic nap for an hour then i wake up and it's like wow let's have yeah. some coffee and start again new day 
the new and then i do then i do my rewrites from usually from uh, 12 to 2 and i'll play i have my, my keyboard is right behind me so i always always play uh and i'll do that and then i cook because i'm intermittent faster and i haven't had to jerk around with any food meals yeah. until 2 33 o'clock in the afternoon and i love to cook so i think about it and i mean i really get into the zen of cooking and make something delicious and eat it and i love to watch a movie so i'll eat delicious food and watch a movie if the weather's really good i'll go out on the porch and if i'm in a no one's looking i'll drink beer on the deck and then i go to sleep at uh from eight to nine i read and I do heavy, intense, my heavy, intense reading before I go to bed every night. Yeah. I just finished, I just finished rereading War and Peace. <laughs> the Tolstoy book. Wow. Which I, started, which I started before all the Russian stuff went down, so don't send me any emails. <laughs> <laughs> so, so listen, uh, that, that's a good 12 hours of like, you know, absorbed yes. tasks you're uh, completing yes. every every single day, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, I've been a, and I've been in this group for 30 years. Neuroplasticity meter is like off the, off the charts. And that's how you stay so sharp, you know? Right. What are you, 71? I always ask you. I just, had my, I just had my birthday. I'm 72. Yeah, I 72. But, you know, and as we get older, right, that neuroplasticity is more important, more important. Like you said, your concentric circles tend to get smaller well, and smaller. You have to fight they don't that. Tend, they don't tend to. They do. They do. They, do. And you, they absolutely do. And JP, you having to take over a lot of new tasks at the company. There you go, man. You, that's your yeah. neuroplasticity. Well, well yeah. Neuroplasticity. For, like oh, it or not, having to teach yourself how to do that stuff, it, man. Yeah. It, yeah, I I uh, I observed that the other day because I knew we were going to be talking about this, and I'm like, you know what? My whole day is filled with this because, yeah, running a company isn't easy, and you're you're always doing something different. You're always trying to figure something out or writing. You know, I do a lot of writing for products, and um, you know, I'm I'm going through. Uh, by the have, way, Jim, I, I, Jim, I wanted to ask you. You sent me your article yesterday, which is up now. It's a great article. It's. Uh, it's called uh, Deadlifts for Life. But what's with the 18 size font? You, you, I'm Marty, blind. you, should, have, I'm you blind, should have seen man. this article. He sent it. I go, my God, this is like 50,000. Oh, I hate little fonts. I hate little spoons and forks <laughs> and little fonts. And I, and I put my stuff. font checker on there. It's, it's 18. I I'm going, what's he trying spoon, to do? You know? yeah. uh, now, this is, this, is, this is completely unrelated, but I got to tell it anyway. So the great. Jazz pianist Joe Zawinol. He got a, a note from this unknown bass player named Jaco Pistorius, and he said it was written in crayon in two inches high, saying, "Mr. Pistorius, I am the world's greatest bass player. Please listen to my tape." And yeah. It's like for so for some reason, Steele and Jaco <laughs> have, have a lot in common. They have a lot in common. <laughs> so now what was the name of the article again that was great dead what list for life dead for life yeah life yeah good good it's got a good what, picture uh, of christy christy pulling 405s at the start yeah yeah christy bartlett yeah we had her on she could and do I that put a, she could do that for 15 i think she did 
12 or something at one time. And yeah. I just kept calling. Oh, absolutely. Marty, I just kept calling for more reps. So I think I told you, <laughs> do eight. And I was like, all right, another one. You got yeah, it. Yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. One. Roll, roll. And last one, one, I promise. Last one. It's the last yeah. one, I promise. You know? Yeah, is exactly the way I talk to my guys, too. Yeah. If, they, if they're rolling, you can tell. You can tell if they're in the pocket on a set. Yeah. It's just like, all right, no, no, keep going. Keep going. No, you know, we're going to do five. Keep going. All right. You're on. Let's go. This and only comes around you. once yeah. every six months. <laughs> yeah. And they'll thank uh, you afterwards. They'll thank you for doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah, the only yeah. problem is that they'll, you know, on these super triple high days, you set PRs that you can't match again for a long time, you know, because yeah. those days don't come around often. Yeah. Now, within, you see, now the box that I painted myself into is even though I had all these different absorptive tasks that I would roll from one to the other, within the task, I wasn't creating enough change. Yeah. Right? Within the music, I had uh, I had to go in a completely different direction. I was uh, going in one direction, and I said, "No, you need to go this way." And when with the training, we just went over the training. It's like this. I did the same thing with my my nutrition, my eating. I yeah, what did just, you do there? Uh, you made an example in the article. He had cereal. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't go to the carbs, but I just i I had been uh, chipping a little too hard, right? Yeah, you didn't switch. You didn't switch weeks, from Budweiser to something else, did you? you no, mine, not that mine radical. Is, mine radical. is Colt Forty Five. That's the that's the <laughs> brand that I can take that does not affect me the next day. It took me. Are you serious? Yep. Wow. It took, me, it took me fifty years to find out that. So you switched from Budweiser to Colt Forty Five. Oh, I had gone through. I was a Guinness guy. Guinness was my, oh, my yeah. man. You were one, yeah. but you know you can't get it. Colt forty five. I haven't had that yeah, since college and hanging out with my buddies. And well, Guinness Guinness up. is great, but it's like drinking bread. <laughs> well, it's it, is food. it is a food. It is a food. All right. Well, getting back to Miro, well, the stands I can't stand you. Uh everybody should just take a look at what you're doing that's important and within what you're doing that's important what can you do to institute some sort of dramatic change secondly can you open your panorama up a bit you know um maybe consider doing some new stuff yeah. uh, um i was a few years back i did the my uh neuroplast a few years back was to get back to my hard running. <clears throat> I had thought I had it going on. I was doing this kind of jog trot thing, you know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and you know, but but uh, that ain't running. Yeah. Right. You well, you, then you change it up, you know, then you change it up. But listen, let me interject this because I'll forget about it. Don't, you know, I wonder if the reason why you didn't tear your Achilles is because you have done those deep stretches between sets with your calves. Don't stop yeah. doing that. Because I'm thinking, you know, especially since you start sprint, don't don't get leave that out of your program, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, well, again, I'm I'm squatting on the Smith machine. Yeah, but I would get right? those calves in there. Don't because you've been doing that for years. Oh, oh I know. I do calves. I no, I still do my my calves, but I'm doing them. I'm doing them different. 
I'm doing more of a, a, a bouncy kind of a thing where I'm almost trying to fling myself off the, you know, the calf board, right? Like, cause I have a big eight by eight block in the garage and that's where I do calf raises on, but I'm, I'm rolling up the outside of my foot. I'm rolling up the inside of my foot. Good. I'm trying to put it so much spring in it that I come off the, the block. Right. But I, I, that's, I think the calf raise is the best way to start, particularly if you're an older person. You keep bringing that up if you're on the wrong side of 60. That's the way to bring your central nervous system alive. Is you just stand on the regular floor and just go up as high as you can in your toes. And then when you're as high as you can go, you try to go a little higher, but you can't. You always can. And you just do that. You just rep it out. And you can hang on to it. You can hang on to a door frame. It's not a balance thing. And just that little calf raise motion and when and roll up in the outside of your foot to begin with. And then when you can't do another rep that way, you roll up on the ball of your foot, which is hard as hell. That will also, if you do it right, activate your hamstring again. And then by just doing that little simple thing, you will be surprised how much more electric you feel. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's like, all right, you know, you're not, you're not buzzed out, right? You're not buzzy. Marty, this is one of the most cheated exercises I see at the gym. These guys put on six plates on the, the uh, calf machine and they're, they're doing the range of motion is all of like a half uh, inch. They bounce around in the middle. Yeah. That's and then I, I roll up with the twenties and, and take it down to about two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, complete, it's, complete range of motion all the way down, stretch it all the way up. Yeah. Stretch, yeah. stretch, stretch. And, yeah. and yeah. people use way too much weight and that's why it shortens the range of motion. Who cares yeah. about that? Just, yeah. It, yeah, all the way down and all the way up. Pause, squeeze. It's just, pause, it's just a damn. Squeeze. It's just a damn calf raise. It's it's not you know a, an Olympic clean and jerk. Yeah, you don't set metal. your PR in calf raise. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I did it in the calf raise today. I oh, see that. You you know that iconic picture of Arnold doing standing calf raise and and the. With the legs on it, or our sir, all our um, all circular plates. Do you remember yeah. that picture? Yeah, uh, Exile Fitness has in Maryland has that calf raise machine. Yeah, as badass, man. I that's love that. Funny. I mean, that stuff to me, that's priceless. Do they do they, do they have bodybuilders uh, kneeling around it and praying, <laughs> paying homage to it? You know, yeah. <laughs> The picture of Jesus just appeared on the side of the barn. <laughs> you know what's interesting, Arnold, too? Arnold used this calf machine. You can hear the echoes of Arnold and Franco. Do you guys ever do you guys ever do single calf raises? Like one, one side long, of the man. Yeah. That's too long. You don't have time for me. that, Jim? Well, the way Marty does it is good. When, when you're at home and you hold a dumbbell in one hand, yeah. And then you do the calf raises, you know, that, that's, that's a great one. And try it with it one. Improves your, improves your balance also. Yeah. Try it with do, do both. Do both. Do yeah. both. Do both. Yeah. If you're good at it, what, the, the way that we used to do it um, is you would do your single leg first and then you would, you'd use the double leg as the pump finisher. Yeah. You'd rep out on each leg. You'd rep out with the weak leg, rep out yeah, with yeah, the strong yeah, leg. Yeah. Now we, now at the end we do them both together until you yes. turn and you oh, I'm not a cast stand up, I cast her on well, fire. 
Yeah. It was interesting because, you know, I think most of us just do uh, both legs at a time, either if you're on under a barbell or on a machine or whatever. It, it wasn't until I switched to doing them, you know, one leg at a time, I noticed what was my left was quite a bit weaker than my right. And I said, oh, yeah, I've got a, pr- right. got a problem right. here. You're I got to right. start yep, doing right. these more often. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So for, so for every bodybuilding show I did, I did calves every other workout. And I did donkeys exclusively. How, how how did you get? I mean, you need people. So I was so I, I was that. at Penn. I was at Penn, and so I uh, had a training yeah. partner. And uh, I'd get a big the big rubber forty five pound plate, and I'd go to a bench press, and then Tracy would get on my hips. Sometimes more than one person, but usually just Tracy. And I would do one hundred and fifty reps. So it usually be five sets of 30. I don't know where I got that from, but 150 reps, uh, a workout on that really. Oh, seemed, man. That seemed right. were, they, were the, were the guys that were the, were the people that were riding your back, were they like drinking, having little drinks with umbrellas in them while you're doing this? No, they were hanging breath. on for dear. They were hanging on for dear life. And then at the end, you know how your calves are burning so much. I just sling them off, man. I just sling them off me. <laughs> They were sitting on Jim's back eating tuna fish sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> and they got and they got injured. Dude, that's the best half exercise, man. Keep your legs yeah. straight. Keep your legs straight. Get that All big. Right. Well, here, here, here's a better question. Yeah. Do you think calves are really that developable? In my in my experience, and I'm not a bodybuilder, and I never yeah, yeah. have been, but I but I am an expert at looking at them. Right. And to me, it seems like the best guys, they, they all had natural good calves. No question. You know, if they talk about Arnold talks about how he built his calves up. He did a good job. But I mean, Jim, did you, you had calves, right? Uh, JP, I know you got massive. Calves. Yeah. Mine aren't big. They're just uh, shaped well. And so when you're, you know, and we, you know, size. Do you think you brought, do you think you brought them up to yeah. a significant degree? I think the boxing stuff started them develop wise because i would jump them stupid rope forever i think that uh-huh. got them started and then when i started then i when I began doing the donkeys it, it just shaped them up you know it can't they came out more you know and, and putting all that blood in there made them really vascular when i'm in shape they're not vascular right. um well that's but, also lower low body fat yeah exactly but um you know i just yeah and and some people are so natural like dorian one set of standing oh, abs God. done. Yeah, but you ought to see his. I know calves. because in he, person, I yeah. saw him ten years. I, I had lunch with him ten years after he was retired. And his calves were like I was like, <laughs> and yeah. I, I asked him. I said, I said, you were born with those, weren't you? And he goes, you're right. You're right. Like that. You know what? You're right, Marty. The calves and forearms are yep. really and dominant with genetics. Yep. I mean, yep. either yep. you have yep. them or you don't. Yeah, Mentor was like that. We Mentor used to train at what was it? Not Dynamo. Where was Olympus? It? So not, yeah, Olympus, somewhere like that. And we would see him at the, he was at the beginning of he was still he was stationed at Andrews Air Force Base for four right. years. Right. So we saw him at the beginning of his amateur career. He hadn't even won the amateur universe yet, but that guy had. And his brother, uh, Ray, they, they both were just gifted with freaky forms and calves. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then that's why he never did any straight forearm work because 
his forearms grew like Dor- crazy. Dorian Dorian had 19 inch forearms and didn't do any forearm curls or yeah. you know uh, wrist curls or anything. He said it was just from squeezing the bar. See, I you know I, I've I've shaped my I, well I built my calves too from all the hard work, but I've shaped them up quite a bit. But my forearms always lagged behind my my calves. So for me, it wasn't even. I've always had to really bust ass on arms to get them to grow. But uh, just squeezing the bar for me has not worked. I always had to do like wrist curls and, you know, reverse curls and reverse wrist curls and hammer curls oh and stuff God, like that. That sounds like a waste of time. It's a lot of work. Neuroplasticity. No, no, man. No. Yeah, Bill Pearl was like that. Pearl used to do that. Bill was like three times a week. He'd do like uh, four, eight, 12, 16 sets of forms. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Of course, he right. was Mr. Universe, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he was another one who was born with. He was a big bone dude. He was like JP. He was born with those those forms. Casey, uh, crazy forms. Yeah, you know, same way with Sergio. Sergio Oliva was just a. He was a freak. Uh, but look, let's get back to the neuroplasticity thing because we're kind of getting far astray here with the cast and forms. Uh, I think the only other real important point is that, you know, you should also look at your nutrition in terms of neuroplasticity. Everybody thinks about, well, it's got to be some sort of a mental thing like, oh, I need to take up the flute. No, it's not that. You don't need that. But, and, and when you're looking at nutrition, you've got, you've got the frequency um yep. how often you eat yep. uh you've got the content macronutrients right right and uh you've got the invest tiny when right so those are the three big variables that that we look at so you know maybe if you've just been eating three square meals a day and that's been your regular thing i don't know maybe you go to this my wife eats these six small pure meals. Yeah. She like refuels every two to three hours with a, a you know a little bit of food. I'm an intermittent fasting guy. I eat two basically two hours a day, yeah. um, three to three to five, sometimes three to six. But I mean, just maybe consider that. Just changing changing how many how many times you're taking your, your food in a day yeah or the distribution of the macronutrients so if you are well a that's the second guy, thing the content the content yes. yeah right so if you're I a mean, keto that, guy let's try mm-hmm. a high carb low fat for six weeks right. or just just uh, figure out your daily uh, caloric maintenance levels and you try to drop a little body fat just drop below them and and eat whatever you want basically not not a bunch of doritos and stuff but just reach the the calories change it up that radically and see what happens exactly marty i meant to ask you with your intermittent fasting do you ever now you're doing that seven days a week right yeah okay yeah now do you ever take a cheat meal or a cheat day or something like that once in a while yeah no yeah i I don't really the, the idea of eating a breakfast to me at this point in my life it's like uh eat a breakfast take a nap you, you, you know that's mm-hmm. and what am i going to well, eat Marty, you, you, waffles you and pancakes i don't know hey, man i mean I, that you're not a sweet no, you're rich and all your food is so I rich like anyway. sweets. i like sweets that's not true as i've ah. aged i've developed a sweet tooth 
Uh-oh. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, man, that's part of it, right? That's a, you, you, you know, but that's when you want to clean something up, there's something you can clean up. Yeah, that's true. Right? And that's what I do. It's like, okay, sweet your beer. <laughs> One or the other, <laughs> not both. Right? That's a good Seriously. One. I mean, I I'm know. no, I'm, I'm serious. It's like, <laughs> sweet your beer. We got we to gotta do something here, brother. I yeah. talk to myself like that. It's like, okay, yep. we got to, you know, what are we doing here? And I tell you, it's working. I'm uh, today, Jim, I was 192. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You dropped some poundage. Marty, are you ever truly satisfied with your no. training, your physique, your strength, no. your diet? No. no. We right? can always improve upon ourselves yeah. last week, last week. Yeah. Right? right. That's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to beat myself last week or two weeks ago but not a year ago not two years ago not five years ago certainly not 20 years ago 40 years ago which many of my friends are caught up in yeah Yeah. and i think i i I think complacency is such a killer you know like uh, you know people like us we're always we're never satisfied it's always propelling us forward to be better to try something else to keep going you know uh injecting neuroplasticity into our days, you know, changing things up in such radical ways. Uh, I think that's the key as we're talking about here, especially as, as you get older and all that. But I think the people that become just complacent and, uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm strong enough or I've worked out enough or my diet's okay, but that's good enough um, or whatever. I think that's where you fall off and you develop these bad habits that uh, come back to haunt you later on in life you know is uh if you go to if you go to any ymca at what jim three o'clock in the afternoon no, let's say six o'clock uh 10 o'clock in weekend, the morning saturday 10 o'clock and you will see yeah. the same people dressed in the same way on the same devices doing the same thing the same pace uh and expecting and expecting different results right and they're it's not that's that they're hobbyists right Right. they're not trainers they're hobbyists they're just it might as well be bowling or or playing golf right um because they, they there's no since since there's there's no stress there's no adaptive response yeah it's just more of the same at best they can just hope to kind of maintain it's, whatever it is they it's, it's your brain yeah it's your brain tricking you going oh yeah you you made it to the gym you did a few things you've worked out you've yeah, you exercised do. yes you okay, are so you're, you're good you're, you're doing you're doing fitness yes mm-hmm. <laughs> it's shameful people can be like that though not you know go you know wait you only have so much time man so why waste it being half-assed about something you know yeah. Well, I, I suspect that they're they're full ass in, in other aspects of their lives, but yeah. when it comes to the the training, um, they know that they should do it, uh, but uh, they don't grok. And and again, they can fall into the tender mercies of you know like the boot camp sadists, yeah, who just beat people up, and that leaves a bad taste in people's mouth and they associate fitness with pain and that stuff doesn't work anyway no it's so definitely you, necessary 
you're just getting beat up for nothing. Yeah. Right. And that's a tough, that's, that's, you know, that sours people on it. And what we're trying to do is show them that we coax results from our people. Yeah. I, I was just thinking that the, a good way to train somebody, and, and I do this all the time, is say, okay, we're not going to do a bunch of a bunch of sets here, but I want you to think about can I just do it, do something, do a set as hard as I possibly can? Because that way we'll get out of here. You're you're done in 30 minutes. And that's cool. That's a warm up and cool down. You know? So just give me all you can. You know, we do a couple warm-ups and then I just want you to put as exert as much effort on this yeah. exercise yeah. as you can. And that way you can show them sort of what it takes yeah. and they don't, and you don't say Ooh. we're going to do 20 sets or we're going to do this, you know, whatever kind of workout. And it's, and it's never hard and it's always long, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And if you want, if you want some neuroplasticity, if, if you're just lackadaisical about exercise and then someone like steel shows you how to get psyched up mm. well that's some that's some neuroplasticity right there yes good point sure. yeah okay mm. bringing that fire that's learned you, you know and focusing yeah. it and it's like okay uh really it all comes down to the top set of a particular exercise i guess if you're doing five sets of five or something like that that's different. I'm talking about five sets of five with a static weight. But if you're working up to a single all-out set, yeah. Well, let's not approach it like we're brushing our teeth. It, it, dude, how, that really brings another dimension into someone's life who's never had that. Yep. Think about that, man. Listen, you can get as angry as you want right here. <laughs> you can, yeah. And and we I actually want, and I we actually want you it. to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, I say this all the time. Uh, yep. You, your form is great. Like let's say somebody's deadlifting. Your form is great. And now since it's a straight line lift and your form yep. is already great, I want you to get in a blind rage, yes. a blind freaking rage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, think about that. You know, somebody broke up with yours. Think about a guy you want to punch in the face. Or think about <laughs> you now and getting a blind freaking rage, man. And then I always slap some, slap him on the back or do something. <laughs> Yeah, do something yeah. surprising uh, like I haven't done before, or even on the oh. thigh, like a real hard slap on the thigh. Well, yeah. you know what I heard works, Jim. What's that? Rubbing the ears. Dude, that's Rob Wagner, I tell you. <laughs> I was like, what yes. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're uh, talking about talking about with with Steele's talking about. We have a guy that we trained and I tell you, it seems like yesterday he got just seems like just yesterday he was so fired up when he deadlifted 315 for the first time, right? Yeah, what a thrill. That was like that was like, well, I don't know, maybe three months ago. Yeah. Uh he he was over the moon. He couldn't yeah. believe it, right? Yeah. So uh, we took him into a powerlifting competition last Saturday and he pulled four hundred. Wow. Wow. Nice. <laughs> I mean, and, and and when you're standing there with that new PR, you're like, wow. <laughs> he couldn't oh, believe it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know? he, he couldn't believe it. He's like, he, he was stunned. Yeah, yeah. Tell him. Because we deadlift in the same 
we squat. And so all of our guys, because of that, when they go into competition, they all, they're deadlifts. Everyone else who's, who deadlifts on a different day, they have to really, really have a good day to just to match what they've done in training. But because I I wrote about that in that article. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because we deadlift on the same day, our guys routinely pull 20 to 50 pounds more in competition because hey we don't have to deadlift 40 minutes after we just right. finished squatting right 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 and so that's what happened with this kid he worked his training best up i don't know like 350 it was kind of a tough lift i said don't worry about it and so he pulled 400 in competition he's like he, he just oh and, and he went nine for nine he squatted 275 uh-huh. and benched 200 yeah and made every lift yeah. yeah boom first competition ever isn't that funny so he missed that three what did he miss you said he missed something Nothing. no, no he didn't in, miss in training oh no he made he his best deadlift in training was about 350 right great and you see and in and training the, this is 400 and jp this is what we talk about coaching wise because marty knew he could come off of that 350 and put a bunch on you know during the power to me but if you don't have any experience with that stuff You'll be panicking and you won't have him even push him to 400 in the, in the meet, you know, yeah. you go, Oh, he only did 350, So maybe 360. you know, if he's fired mm-hmm. up. Yeah. That, that's where coaching and experience comes in right there. <laughs> What's the it, Marty, is there, do you see a lot of guys? Well, we've talked about it before. I mean, you guys are always lifting more uh, a lot of times at the, at the meet than you do in, um, in training because, and there's a few different reasons for that. I mean, people are watching, you're psyched up, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. all the excitement and so. Also, also, also our squats are deeper in training than they need to be in competition. Yeah. So our guys, our guys get to get to everyone else, uh, builds their squats from the top down. We build ours from the bottom up. So in competition, our guys are like, what? You only have to go an inch below parallel. That feels like cheating. And we're like, right. yep, that's right. <laughs> Welcome to competition day. And everybody squat boop, 50 pounds over their yeah. training best, right? Yeah. And it's, so there's also something to leaving some, some weight in the gym. There's no question about that. We don't want, at what I tell them, no close misses. Right. Mm-hmm. No and close you know, the misses. More, the more experience you get. Like, like, you know, I never bench pressed f- over 500 in, in the gym, but I did it. In uh, the and I knew I could come off a 475 double yeah. and I'd be over 500. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I would just work Absolutely. up to a heavy double or a heavy, yeah. heavy triple yeah. and know yeah. what I would come off at. The Jim, bench. but you had a 12 ply uh, bench shirt on. No, I did not. It was single. It was single. Um, and also to squat, I did a 775 solid single. And did 820 in the meet 10 days later. Yeah. Yeah. You know that. Because there were because there were people that were looking at you. Well, plus I knew I, I if I did eight hundred, you know, eight hundred and it got ugly, and that's not helping me for the meet, man. You know, crush that 775. No. And then you know where you're gonna come off of, you know, on the meet. Oh, uh, the the ugly eight twenty in the gym ruins you in competition. You're so right, man. You know. I'm such a huge believer in never missing a rep when you're on your training cycle to, for a meet, man. Just never even come close to missing a freaking rep. No. No, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk doesn't miss nothing. Everything yeah. is bang, bang. 
Oh my God, dude, if I miss a rep, it, it's the end of the world. <laughs> I literally go home and just sit in a chair, man. It's just a bottle of vodka and, and you know, I mean, just, oh my God, rep, oh my God. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. athletes who missed a rep from 20 years ago. I mean, a missed rep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, All right. Done. Listen, let's wrap uh, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Roger. That was a good one on neuroplasticity. Um, uh, so a couple of things here. I wanted to say also, I wanted to mention, if you'd like to be a guest, I can't imagine anybody truly wanting to be one of our guests. Can you guys? Yeah, it's not too bad, right? Number one in Luxembourg, baby. You forget. Luxembourg. Hello, Luxembourg. Highest um, economic yeah, fin- per capita in <laughs> yes. the world. Smartest so, people in the world love us the most. If you'd like to contact us about being a guest on this podcast, uh, you can email podcast at ironcompany.com. <laughs> Now, we're looking for coaches, athletes, uh, regular guys, um, you know. Irregular guys. Irregular guys. Yeah. What don't we want? That's I mean, we're not pitching products and all that stuff. Yeah, if you're into training and and you want you got some questions or you're, you know, you like the podcast and you you, you're something you're in a garage, you're in a gym or whatever. Just. uh, Email. Yeah, come on and uh, yeah, like Jim said, we could have somebody on a listener that wants to ask a bunch of questions or whatever. So I'm this fascinated is... by how people train and how they fit it in their day, and yeah, you know, uh, especially you know if they got kids and they got a life that's busy, you know, and it's just, I mean, and we talked about this before. My clients are so great because they just get this stuff done with nobody else in the garage but them. And I'm just always amazed by that kind of dedication, man. And it's always somebody who's a little older, you know, 35 and up, and they realize the importance of it and they realize what they get out of it. I get a lot of texts about, man, I felt so great today that Mm -hmm. after the training session, and that's that hormonal tsunami and they're, and they're addicted to it. It's so great. You know, that's, that's cool. You said that. Remember when we had uh, Corey on a few weeks back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly the type of guy that Jim is talking about. This is a, a guy who trains himself. He's trained no one to train with him. And we, we, I took him up. We peeked him out, Jim. And he squatted, I mean, ass on heels, Olympic squat, 315. Now he's weighing 180, right? Great. So he raw squats 315. Yeah. Pause benches 260. And deadlifts. What is deadlift? Four fifteen. Nice. That's I mean, great. just everything beautiful technique and yeah. perfect, perfect. And again, at one hundred eighty pounds. Yeah. And this yeah. is a guy who who never power lifted. He's learned it all remotely. That's yeah. That's yeah. Great. And and how old is he? He's in his forties, right? Forty. Yeah, he's forty-two, I think. And yeah. A uh, so, serious professional. What is he? He's a college professor, or no? He te- I don't know. Anyway, he's been a college professor. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but the point being is that, that there is a guy. He has no one, zero, no one. It's just him, and yet he's he's morphed himself. Man, I'm telling you, that guy is. 
he's he's going to be a rocked out monster because he's going to push his body weight up to 200 and watch out watch yeah. out chuck miller uh, <laughs> he'll never well, be a lot of these are successful never a lot of these are successful people too i mean some of these are or tier one guys, you know, you guys train yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of those guys. And, you know, it, it just, it, that's life in general. Look, if you want to be a success, you got to depend on yourself. You got to get in that garage gym or, a, you know, whatever gym, whatever facility and just get it done. I mean, you can't yep. have anybody holding your hand. You don't necessarily need a, a training partner. Those are, yeah. I, I used to love having a training partner, but it's Me tough. Too. It's, oh, they you, you know, too many conflicts, but you just get it done like everything else. Yep. Just go on and be successful. Yeah, unless you can find like a Bob Myers, Marty for Kirk. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, it's not even freaking worth it because people let you down. Like, they don't show up on time. Yeah. Or they, they don't speak. show up. They don't show up. Yeah, just I'm going to train, man. Right. And, they, and they don't want to do full range of motion, most of these guys either. So you got to can their ass anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> we can't have that. You just did a half squat. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Why do you have seven plates loaded up on the seated calf machine? Yeah. That's bullshit. I probably shouldn't, <laughs> when out loud, when I see somebody squat high in the gym, I shouldn't go, oh, boy. I should stop doing Oh, boy. Oh, you need boy. to blow an air horn when they do that. <laughs> Dude, I know. That would be great. I know. And, you know, there's people in the gym who come in every day and lift by themselves and push themselves so hard regular people uh, it's just uh it's a different makeup i guess yeah you, know, you gotta admire it all right uh so yeah if you want to be a guest hit us up uh send us a little information on yourself send that to podcast at ironcompany.com we'd love to have you on uh you can also check out marty's weekly column raw with marty gallagher at uh ironcompany.com you can find his latest article George Costanza, Neuroplasticity Guru. Uh, so that's up now. And uh, don't forget to check him out on Instagram. It's at the Marty Gallagher. And you can also get more of your Marty fix at uh, their website, uh, his website and Stacy Gallagher's website, functional-strength.org. Uh, Marty also wanted me to mention there's an upcoming event. It's called the, uh, the Living Legends Weekend. It's going to be uh, it's going to be held at, at Tyson's Playground Gym. Is that is that right, Marty? Yep, Tyson's mm -hmm. Playground, Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Right. Ed Cohn Ed is going to be there with me. Uh, you know, it was funny when uh, Ken called up and said, um, "We're putting on a uh, Legends of Strength." And I was like, great. I said, that's fantastic. I said, who, who, who are the legends? He said, well, you're going to be one of them. And I went, God, that's, that's anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go to that. <laughs> and then he said, no, anyway. Kirk. And Kirk's going to yeah, be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kirk's going to be there. They're bringing in uh, the big, big squatter man's name roy williams he's gonna oh, be yeah, there strong, man. Strong. and they're gonna want to do uh they want to do some sort of a live something or other and then uh ed's gonna put on a seminar i'm gonna assist him. so that ought to be worth the price of admission right there so anyway we're looking forward to it and come on out and we're having a meet and greet on friday night so uh, yeah so yeah. this is may 
May 13th to May 15th. Yeah. Um, there's still some tickets available. Uh, you can also go to uh, Ken Stewart's website at tysonsplayground.com. And um, I forget if you can sign up from there, but check that out. You can also email them directly and uh, find out how to get tickets. So check that out. Also, uh, since 1997, Iron Company has been your one-stop shop for gym equipment and flooring. We've got tons of top quality equipment in stock right now, including dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, plates, bars, flooring, and much more. So whatever hey, you need. JP, what are the bumper plates I have for you? It says those are the Iron Company ones, right? Those are the solid rubber. Those are the, um, the virgin rubber bumper plates. Yeah. Best best home bump best bumper plates uh thank around. you yeah and if you have a home gym man you got to buy these things i mean these are great i love these things my kids yeah use them. i mean every day we use these things no they're How great you, we love those they're what's the no, uh, gonna... what's the, what's your benchmark for a, a good bumper plate well what, what well, do you look what do you look for i well i designed these and you know I wanted a, a bumper plate that was um, solid rubber, as compact as it could be, you know, yes. dense. I wanted a dead bounce, you know, a lot of times. A dead, and, a, um, dead, a, dead, a dead bounce. A dead so when bounce. you clean it, yeah, when you clean it, you drop it. It doesn't bounce back and hit you. It doesn't go anywhere. Right. Now, we, we also sell the recycled chrome rubber uh, bumper plates, too, which are great. Now, they're a little bit more bulky. The thing is with those, you drop them and they bounce. Did you guys have ever have one of those um, super balls or like oval yeah. shape and you throw them and it's oh, like the York, the York composite ones used to do that, man. They were bounce all over the place. They bounce off. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. And if, and if you're training in tight quarters, it gets a little dangerous. Your barbell is all of a sudden mowing guys down across the gym. Wow. You know? wow. See, these so, are good because they're not wide. The 45s are manageable. You know, have mm -hmm. some of those bumper plates are wide. These are like regular 45s almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're good. They're all, you know, from 10 and we've got all the way up to 55 pounds. They're all that consistent diameter. It's like 17 and three quarters or something. They've got a uh, stainless steel hub in the center. So they're not going to rust on you. It looks good. Um, but yeah, check them out. They're, they're on our homepage, ironcompany.com. Just go down to the, um, the rubber bumper plates, the black ones, you'll see those. Um, and I've, you know, I've sent those to a lot of our tier one guys too. Justin um, Allen, superstar pilot. When I, I went love to, uh, after he, he, uh, retired from his executive commander, opened up his garage and there they were. He's got, <laughs> he's got the iron oh, company yeah. rubber bumpers, man. They're beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, during the pandemic, we were one of the only ones that had bumpers for a while. I mean, everybody else was ran out and we had so many in stock um, yeah. that, uh, you know, we've just gotten a bunch in stock and we were just, you know, piled high and deep with them. So uh, we were good. So, yeah, I, I love taking care of those guys. They always really appreciate it. So, um, so check that out. And then Jimmy Steele, he's got some some articles on our website. Just go to the articles section. He's got his own Jimmy Steele section there. You can check out his latest is deadlifts for life, and mm -hmm. um, it's it's interesting because he he hits on a good point. It's um, you have to remain functional in life. Getting through life, functionality of life is all about picking stuff stuff up off the ground, whether it's groceries, your shoes, whatever. You know, we're going to be doing that forever. So keep 
that keep yourself functional in that way. And deadlifts will definitely help you do that. Yeah, man, for sure. And then, um, Jim, your website is bossbarbell.com. That's B-A-S barbell.com. Anything new on that? I haven't written a column in a while. I got to get on that because there's a lot of stuff pissing me off in the world. <laughs> speaking yeah. of Seinfeld, speaking of Seinfeld episodes, Steel is like the episode where Elaine's firm hired the the, the ex-military guy who freaked her out and and was always sharpening his knife in her presence. <laughs> I got a knife sharpener right next to me right now, man. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, yeah, the only that's thing a, about that show is nobody on that show could fight. Nobody ever did anything no, contact wise. No, no. You know, nobody hunted. Nobody fished. No. Other than, sorry. Other than that, I mean, the, the, <laughs> when George gets in the elevator with Steinbrenner is the funniest scene in the history of television. Stop. Let me tell you Stop. something. He says. <laughs> Great writing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Good deal. All right. Thank you. Talk to you next week. All right, man.